Welcome to Moody Broads. Hello, this is an episode that's the West Coast version. Um, Rachel and I have been having a hard time setting stuff up and organizing because we're both full-time students and full-time moms and all that kind of tomfoolery and shit. So I have a very special guest here today, my friend Morgan. Howdy. Uh, yeah. So this is exciting. Morgan and Rachel do the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I met Morgan at a hockey game, right? Set up by the well, America's Greatest Navy. <laughs> Anyways, um, after we were leaving, uh, Morgan's daughter asked me to come stay the night. Mind you, I had never met these people before. And I was like, hey, maybe that's, like, not a great idea. It's a little weird. Whatever. Um, but afterwards, Zach and I got in our Uber. I think. No, or no, we went out and raged after that. You had invited us along, but we couldn't because Because you had... guys had the, the small children. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so right after I met you. The on-pier you have is a little helpful. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so right after I met you, I got into the Uber and I told Zach and I was like, ah, man, I don't know if we should be friends. And Zach was like, why? Did you not like her? And I said, no, no, that's, that's the exact opposite. I foresee you and I causing a lot of trouble. That was what, about almost a year ago? Yeah, I think it was February of last year. Was it February? Anyways, uh... Zach's told me a few times he doesn't like us hanging out, jokingly. <laughs> he, uh, you made a comment about him being old, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I know. It was hilarious. Okay, so a little bit of a background. I am a portrait photographer, and I offered to shoot Rachel's family. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one of the comments I think that caught him the deepest <laughs> Was that I made mention that I took time to smooth out fine lines and wrinkles, and he got He's, upset about he, that. He did get very upset, and he was like, I don't think I like y'all hanging out anymore. <laughs> I was like, that's the dumbest shit ever. But anyways, so, ooh, well, actually, I'm going to put my beer right here. I decided to drink while we were doing this, because usually the time difference is so big between Rachel and I, that by the time she, it like... She could drink if she wanted to, but it's still too early for me to to do it. But it's fucking Sunday, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Except you have coffee. Uh, yeah. If I drink alcohol this early, I'm going the night. So. Uh, yeah, me too. And I have a fucking speech to write on thermodynamics and recomposition, which I'm super fucking stoked about. Anyways, uh, so Morgan is a full-time nursing student. Yep. Another military spouse, because, you know, we like to roll fucking deep. And, um, yeah, you have a photography business, two beautiful children, and yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Morgan. What do you want to talk about? Well, in terms of, like, a background for me, I have no shame in admitting that I am a teen mom, Mm -hmm. so I am getting ready to turn 27 in a little under a month, and my daughter's getting ready to turn 11 a week after that. That's wild, man. Yeah. I met my current husband... My one and only husband, I should say. (laughs) Whenever she was five, and then we got married when she was eight, and now we have our son, who Mm -hmm. is two. And my kids' best friend. Yes, that they... I love that so much. Um, I was going to say something pertaining to that, but I forgot what it was already. It's all good. Do you want to do a would you rather? Sure. All right. I love these. Okay. So, 
Would you rather automatically bitch slap anyone you're speaking to, speaking with, who makes a grammatical error? <laughs> probably. Or be able to defecate only in birdhouses? Uh, probably smack people that don't know how to use proper grammar. Oh, I dig it. I dig it. All right. All right. All right. Would you... Oh, no. That one's dumb. Oh, would you rather go to outer space or have a threesome with two hot twins? Are they male or female? I did... It says you must choose. I think that pertains to whatever you decide that you want it to, to be. I'm not really interested in space, so probably the latter. Yes, girl! <laughs> I love it! <laughs> Fucking love it. Would you... <laughs> Would you rather have unlimited texting or permission for unlimited farting? I have both already, so I'm not, I don't know that I can pick one or the other. We started watching um, White Collar again, and uh, we watched an episode last night, and Neil, who I used to find super attractive, but I think I'm really, like, getting into, like, the... I mean, I've always been into older dudes. He was attractive to me when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, he's really young and not my type anymore. Uh, but he said something about rollover minutes, and I was like, Wow! This show's a little, little old. Just a little. That's bit. like a, what is it? Be Destiny's Child has a song where she talks about throw my beeper out the window. Shows its age. Yep. And what was that other, the, is it the Nelly and Kelly yeah. Rowland where she's texting him on Excel? Why didn't you text me back? Yep. You didn't fucking get it because you texted him in an Excel spreadsheet. Ay, ay, ay. Um, yeah, so... What do you want to talk about today, Morgan? What? Well, we could seriously talk about, you know, and jokingly talk about how freaking difficult it is to maintain a level head while we are forced to both maintain households, keep children from running off. Oh, yeah. And try to get, <laughs> you know, these assignments in and due on time. But mm. it's not like we are focusing only on those things, but we have to also, uh, you know, you have the small business that you're helping Zach with. Yep. 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 And then I have my small business that I'm a sole proprietor of. So yeah, it's what I love to say is that I'm a multi-passionate person. I like that because I don't want it to seem like, uh, one is a side job yep. or a hustle. Like, it's you guys are kind of still in the beginning. Yeah, we we call it a hustle. Right, it is what it is. Well, you kind of like are still finding your direction on mm -hmm. it. I have been doing this for long enough now that like I know that it's something, at least in some degree, that mm -hmm. I want to keep around forever. And so it's just, it's so overwhelming. Yep. To have so many responsibilities due all the time. It's pretty fucking exhausting. Um, obviously, you're sitting in my bedroom. <laughs> you can see my huge three-foot pile of dirty laundry and my multiple baskets, and now I have a dog kennel in here, and the kids sleep with us every fucking night. So we have five bodies in our bed every night. And then I have a new body alive down at the foot of the bed that cries, and I'm just like, what the fuck have I done? Who's the fifth body in the bed? Luke. Oh, Luke sleeps at the foot of the bed every night. Oh my god! It's 
it's so much. I was telling Zach, like, I have been working in circles trying to clean and just try to, like, it's fucking hard. Like, I'm always amazed at how nice and neat and tidy your house is. Like, it, it just blows my mind that you have time for this and you're a full-time student and you have your photography business, you're a wife, you're a mom. Like, I admire that so much about you. So, I will say there's, like, there's first comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, yeah. No, I don't so, compare myself to anybody. And also, I'm just like, whatever. Like, you do what you need to do. <laughs> but I I say that because there's some, like, integral differences between you and I into that. Uh, thankfully, I have leached into Brad's mind. And within the past few months where I've had to relinquish some of my responsibilities via housework to him, uh, he it started to bug him when things get messy, which is such a beautiful, like, transformation to watch happen, because now he's taking it upon himself to sweep and mop when I'm busy doing other shit, and I oh love it, <laughs> because, you know, before, he was totally fine living in filth, like, when we met, his house was nasty. I can't fucking keep up, dude. Like, I try. I did, what, I think, like, seven loads of laundry last week. And this is what my life looks like right now. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, I don't know if you noticed how tidy my living room is. And your foyer. Yeah. Do you know how long it's been like that? Um, let me guess, like an hour, two hours, three hours. Almost a week. Rachel. I know. You want to know why? Because <laughs> we got a fucking puppy. Mm. And I she told the kids, everything. I told the kids, if you guys don't want your shit eaten, you better fucking pick it up. Mm. I didn't use those exact words because they're a little, uh, you know, parrots. Um, yeah. So, uh, what did I say early? I said something. Oh, uh, I, I said Luke was being a jerk. And Lennon's like, he's being a jerk? And I'm like, oh, no, we shouldn't use that word, actually. So, let's not do that, okay? And she's like, is jerk a bad word? I'm like, yes, dear. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sure. Why not? Uh, but yeah, that's the cleanest my house has been uh, for an extended period of time. So that's that's a cool thing. I like that. I could do yoga downstairs. I have been doing it. Not recently, but... I'm very jealous of that. So uh, a big difference between the school that you take versus mine is that yeah. you take like four-ish classes mm -hmm. in a 16-week period. Yep. I take one class every four weeks. So it's extremely condensed and, it's you know, we have wild. regular, um, assignments due, mm -hmm. you know, almost every other day. And because I'm in nursing school, it's like slightly different because the classes require a lab. Mm -hmm. And in those classes, it's two classes over eight weeks. But this month in particular, I had to double up in order to graduate Ooh. on time. So I'm taking three classes that are condensed into, you know, one class is one month and then the other two classes are over two months. So insane, I have something dude. due almost every single day. I appreciate you taking your time <laughs> your, out of your busy schedule to come do this with me. Um, I thought about taking a nap, so. Aww. <laughs> I would have opted for a nap and been like, fuck Rachel. All right. Fuck her and her little podcast that four people listen to. <laughs> That's kidding. fine. I'm good with it. <laughs> I was excited. I was like... Even if it's just an excuse to come see you, I haven't seen you in, like, I know. a month. Super, I know. We had COVID. Our dog died. We got another dog. I started classes again. My mom got back. It's just been a fucking... Zach had surgery. So, it's been a, it's been a lot. And actually, uh, 
part of me wants to talk to my therapist about it. And then the other part of me is like, I think you're handling things really well. So am I? I don't fucking know. I talk to my therapist about everything, so I don't think you should hold anything back, but... I just feel like I'm bothered. Like, I, for me, like, it's all these small things that compound, and they're all fairly trivial, but then you put them all on top of one another, and it seems like a lot all at once. Like, just a f- metric fuck ton of weight crashing down on you, and I don't know how to prioritize it. So... One thing that I respect about us is that I think you and I are on the same plane when it comes to we believe in both modern and traditional medicine. Yep. So, you know, when things need, um, you know, medicine for it that's pharmaceutical, then we're okay with that. We, you know, vaccinate our children. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. The children are... Actually, I think I have to make their three-year appointment. Oh, shit. That's another thing I have to do. It's all good. They're fine. They're healthy. You know, we do that. But then in addition to that, you know, we use essential oils and the acupressure mat. Oh, my God. um, Herbal supplements, you know, and that kind of stuff. That's true. Because I think that that's important. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you're saying all of those things, what bothers me, I guess, is that, like, I do all of these things to help maintain my mental wellness. Mm -hmm. Like, I meditate and all... For the past month with everything going on, almost exclusively, the only music I listen to is vibrational healing therapy. Interesting. I'll have to check it out. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, it you, They go by different word um, terms. So one of them is like solfagio. Don't quote me on that. Um, tones. There's like healing tones, vibrational therapy. So they're all kind of the same thing. And they use uh, a tone of like megahertz and everything in the music Uh is that and then it actually like kind of keys into the way your brain works and helps with like your brain waves do you think that it it helps mitigate stress at all Mm -hmm. well so there's different ones so there's ones that are good for relieving stress there's Mm. ones that are good for like uplifting your spirits there are some um you know they say like releasing negative energy Mm -hmm. like whatever you want to call that but they have different ones and so it's nice when I'm editing or doing homework, I can put that on and it's almost like it puts me in a headspace. Oh, I'll but have to try that. Then I meditate, you know, on my way to sleep every night because I spend so much time in front of a computer. Yeah. That my oh, brain man. is often, you know, like just go, 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 go. Right. Still, even though you're trying to. That's why I do lead just about every night. Uh, last night we were watching, you know, White Collar and we had a very interesting conversation about suits. Like, not the TV show, the actual suits. And then Zach said, I don't understand. Why, why do people wear suits? It's all the same thing. It's essentially a fucking uniform. They're just different colors. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, but my husband looks damn good in a suit. I know, so does Zach. And he goes, are you high? And I said, I'm feeling very attacked right now. Uh, no, I wasn't, though. I wasn't. And I was like, no. Am I waiting for my edible to kick in? Yes. And he goes, let me know when it kicks in, and we'll revisit this conversation. <laughs> and so once it kicked in, I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, suits, man. Fucking suits. Okay, but if he's going to say that about suits, then he should feel the same way about bras. Which I never wear. Like, why Why should we conform to these social norms? Exactly. I was like, it, it means business, I think, probably, maybe. I don't know. Um... Speaking of uh, bras, 
I sent you a picture last week of your boobs. Yes. Yes. Um. So I have uh I one of the things that I'm kind of known for is I hate wearing bras. I absolutely fucking hate it. It's one of the worst things ever. I detest it. Uh. I, I don't know what else to say apart from that. And when I am in my home space, which stretches all the way out to what I consider the sidewalk, I don't have to wear a bra. Except, as well as anytime you're in your car and you know you're not getting out. Yes. <laughs> yes. That too. Did that yesterday a couple times, actually. Uh, but last week, I was cleaning and taking stuff out to the recycling bin, wearing like a, not a sheer tank top, but it was eh, a tank top. It was a, a very neon color, and I uh, saw my fucking neighbors. And let me tell you what, it was a tit bit nipply outside. So I came inside and was mortified because I know at least one neighbor noticed because I saw the, I saw the look. Uh oh, it's Olive. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh god, that dog. She's cute, but good lord, she is a fucking hurricane, man. Um, but yeah, so I sent a picture to Morgan and was rightly mortified borderline like do i do i text my neighbors and apologize because that's how just i mean it wasn't grotesque or anything it's just one boob is down here and the other one's up here and it's like a nice set of googly eyes on my chesticles i will i will say that i feel like all norms of social etiquette are completely ignored in government housing so i think that you're totally fine the are amount you? of crazy shit that happens living here. <laughs> are you saying I'm not etiquettable? No, I'm saying that there's no need to apologize because this is the Wild West. It really is. And this is also not the first time I've been caught outside with my googly eyes hanging out. Uh, the time before that, um, there happened to be a fucking moving. It was, oh yeah, it was when they were moving in. And I don't remember what happened, but I had to run outside and I was wearing, you know, like, I get really awful bedhead, <laughs> and I hadn't hadn't tamed that beast yet, and I ran outside, and, uh, yeah, I was super, like, I was borderline mortified, but in the same time, I was like, I'm never going to see these fuckers again. Why bother? It's fine. Get yourself a show. <clears throat> and they did. So, yeah, I hate bras. Fuck them. Burn all of them. I hate them all. Except for the ones that make my boobs look even. Which is all of them. I just hate them. I also have a place in my heart for the ones that, like, throw them in your neck. And you're like, wow, my titties are so perky. I used to call those my money makers. <laughs> That's what I would wear for when I... work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People would be like, oh, it's money maker night. And I'd make sure to, like... I had, like, a really hot pink one. I think I paid, like, $30 for it. But it really just made the girls stand out. So pull my pull my tank top down a little bit and pull the girls up and have mm-hmm. them be like, peekaboo. Hello. See the tip jar? Throw a fiver in there. <laughs> It worked. Those nights, I made buku money. Mm-hmm. Horny little fucking school student. Not, like, middle school or high school. Uh-oh. Um, oops, sorry. I should have shut my shit off. Because do not disturb. Because you're so Boom. popular. Uh, something like that. I'm really not. I actually decided yesterday, somebody had messaged me about a week ago or so, um... And asked me to make some wooden blocks for them. Asked Zach and I. And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, I've never done it, but I don't see why I can't do it. And yeah, I then, saw your post about it. Yeah, and then she said that she'd reached out to someone prior. 
And they told her that it wasn't worth their time to do that. And that really upset me. I was like, why would somebody say that to you? Like, I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. So, uh. Did you just use scraps? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, so I did scraps and I dyed them with food dye, uh, food coloring. So, cause she's got a small, small beeb. Not too small. I think she said seven or eight months, something like that. Uh, but yeah, so I did that yesterday and then I fucked up on one of them today. So I ordered some pens, like some paintbrush pens or whatever. Anyways, I think I'm going to start making Montessori toys. I really like being out in the garage and doing woodworking stuff. And it's been, it's been hard to get that kind of time to do that stuff lately. Mm -hmm. So I'm down. I'm down. Tell me a funny story. About what? I don't know. What's the wildest thing you've encountered in nursing school thus far? The audacity of my university is a good place to start. Ooh, you should <laughs> you should tell the hot dog story. Oh Jesus. So <laughs> my like best nursing school friend's name is Tyler. And we were all we we're all in a group chat for because our professor turned off the Zoom chat. And we were like, wow, that's rude. I'm going to make my own group chat with yep. Blackjack and Hookers. <laughs> and so, you know, there's like 19 students in mm -hmm. that particular class. And I think we got like 14 or 15 in the group chat. So I thought that was a really good turnout. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Sticking it to the man. Tyler is known for his humor. And out like of him. fucking nowhere during class in this little side chat, he's like, so... I had to take the Coast Rider or whatever that train is that mm -hmm. rides next to the one yeah. um, up to Pismo Beach to go see his family. And he was like, some dude in front of me decided that he was going to order the hot dogs on mm. the train. And Ew. so for the oh, next God. two hours on the train, all I could smell was meat tubes. <laughs> <laughs> and that bothered me on such a deep level. Oh, my God. I could not stop you texted me that and i couldn't stop fucking laughing and then all of a sudden lennon trash panda lennon gets into the refrigerator i guess she had broken up you know how like you get the two packs and it's wrapped with that mm -hmm. she comes out and she brings like the the cardboard wraparound thing she goes mom what is this and i was like it's a it's a wrapper for the hot dogs and she's like where are my hot dogs. And I was like, your meat tubes are gone, sis. Uh, and then I started laughing and Zach was like, why did you call them that? That was fucking gross. <laughs> and I started cracking, <laughs> started cracking up over it because I'm just practically a fucking, you know, oh, she really is out there, isn't she? She's very upset. Jesus, man. She's wild, man. She's, she's Hannah 2.0. But we got her at a younger age. She, and hopefully she'll be sweeter towards Luke. Uh, Luke is kind of dicky to her yesterday, dickish. So um, she did snap at him last night, and I was like, "Serves you right, you little fuck." Luke, not hey, 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 stop that. Do you want me to let her in? I don't know. No, not particularly. She'll okay. be all over the place, and then she'll probably shit somewhere. And that's honestly like I can't have the window open or the fan on while we're recording because they pick up it picks up the noise. And the last thing I want to be doing is recording. In a dog poop smelling room. With no fan. With no fan. <laughs> and I cannot open the window or else you're going to hear kids being like, no! Uh, Olive also.
also bit Baxley's penis today, so that was a cool thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> I just, I turned around, and he's like, Mom, what is she doing? And I was like, Olive, no, stop. And this is my life now. He asked me two days ago if he could tickle Lennon's butt. Kid, having kids are fucking weird, man. It is weird. Like, where did they even come up with this kind of stuff? We're not watching inappropriate stuff. I... I have watched more Coco Melon and Doc McStuffins in my in in the past like six months than I have my entire life. Not that I watched that. Okay, well I think that whoever came up with that show was rude. Okay. Coco Melon? To begin with, yes. Okay. I actually have some thoughts about this. I don't know the the dad the, so they were at the they were at the beach. And the dad didn't have a shirt on. Obviously, this is a fucking kids cartoon. But I'm like, you know what? That dad's got a snackish body. Kind of zaddy. Yeah, zaddy. And then I looked at his goofy looking face, and I was like, God damn it! They made the mom thick. All right. Do you do you agree or do you disagree? I I actually we don't watch TV. So mm, okay. I've seen it a handful of times, okay. but the fact that like it's a craze that has sucked in every oh toddler God, in so the United States terrible. is ridiculous. Did you see that video that Zach posted on my timeline? Oh, anyways. Is it the dad? Yeah. I, and he's, my he's doing the, the Coco yeah. Melon, the song, and, and dancing and yeah. singing, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is my jam. But yeah, I was a little upset that they uh, they made the they made the mom thick and pretty, and then the dad is a cartoon, but he's very nice looking from the face down. Like, I don't know, he's just got a goofy looking fucking face. Okay, but that is reality for so many couples. I know a lot of thick, pretty women that ended up with real thin dudes that are butterface. He's not, he's not real thin. I just realized that I'm telling you how we're, oh my God, what the fuck is wrong with me? We're discussing an attractive cartoon. Okay, but everyone, everyone has had a cartoon crush, okay? You know, Blippi's a little bit of a, a snack when he's not wearing a, being an annoying and whatnot, and also when he's wearing a hat because he has a he's going bald, so he has a comb forward. We don't like that. But let me just show you, and also the poop stuff. That's not a. That's that's not. Ooh, Olive just got yelled at. Um, Steve. So I haven't watched that either. But whenever we John. do turn on TV, we are watching the classics. And last week okay, we were watching Tarzan. He's okay. He's all right. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's not ugly. No, he's not. If but he has a comb forward, and that's a little depressing and upsetting. <clears throat> he also is worth a fuck ton of money. So I'll go ahead and take the comb forward. Uh, I know entirely too much about him. That's so. okay. So I was saying that yep. last weekend we were watching Tarzan to show him, mm -hmm. you know, the Disney classics, and. I just, you know, realized that, like, Tarzan's Tarzan is a snack? Yeah. He's a whole damn buffet. I was like, okay. Yeah? Okay. Serving the looks. <laughs> what is... I always had a, cr uh, a crush on Trent from Daria. Is that too much too old for you? Maybe. Okay. I don't think I... All right. It's fine. He's just, like, a cool emo guy in a band. Oh. And Daria Morgendorfer has a crush on him, and it's her best friend's brother. Oh, wait. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Trent's a snack. <laughs> well, used to be. 
I have changed my type. I actually recently was like Facebook stalking my, um, I don't know, guys that I had crushes on in high school because I had a type. And let me tell you what, they probably still shower the exact same amount now as they did in high school. Is that a lot or a little? A little. Ew. I know. Why am I like that? I used to have the biggest crush on this guy named Jason. He had a beautiful smile. But God, he was dirty. Just kind of grungy looking. I don't know why I liked it. He had this denim jacket. Was this in Idaho? No, it was in uh, Washington, outside oh. of Seattle. It's, uh, but yeah, he uh, just like the punk, you know. With I know with like the studs, the studs on the jackets, the DIY style like patches with the the safety pin. I mean, I'm fine with that, but BO is where you lost me. Well, no, I didn't know if he had BO because I never got that close. I only admired him from afar. And, like, tried to, like, be cute and just, like, oh, hey. Uh, I was able to find a picture, and I was, um, okay. All right. You haven't changed. That's cool. <clears throat> I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, I look I look back at my um, high school years, and I'm like, wow, you, uh, good thing you, you got better taste. Good job, Rachel. So that's what I was going to ask, actually, is that when you look back, realizing that you had a type, because I did too, do you feel like you married your type? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Zach is, uh, it was really weird because I, um, you know, I we've talked and I've talked on the podcast a lot about my relationship with my dad and um, I always wanted to make sure that I married someone who was the exact opposite. Like, that was my... And so I look back at some of my old boyfriends, and I'm like, wow, uh... <clears throat> Y'all have fucking issues. <laughs> and, I mean, everybody grows and changes and stuff like that. Some people don't change at all. But, um... Yeah, some of them were... Had very self-absorbed tendencies, and, uh, Zach is the exact opposite. He's the exact opposite of everything... I thought that I would have settled for. I mean, what about physically? He is not short and Asian, so. That was your type? I mean, one of them. Oh. I like the, I like the short ones. So, obviously, he is not short, and our children are going to be fucking monsters. Um, what about you? What was your type? So, my type was well over six foot and rail thin. Hmm. So it's really funny. Uh, most of them were blue eyed as well. So oh. it's really funny that I'm with someone who's a half inch taller than me. He had a <laughs> dad bod before we met. <laughs> and, you know, like, he's not, I, I do, I love my husband a lot, but he's not kempt. He's okay not looking put together. Uh, which is not what I'm used to at all either. Yeah. Um, most of the guys that <clears throat> I was with previously cared about how they dressed, you know, not like to the point of being like Metro, but they're not going to leave the house in like basketball shorts. Zach won't either. He very much, uh, we have discussions about this all the time, all the time. Uh, but we have similar tastes in clothing style, mainly just like shorts and a, and a shirt, Obviously, he wears a lot of dark shirts. I also wear a lot of dark shirts. And there have been plenty of times where I'm like, 
you either need to change or I need to change because we're not fucking leaving the house. Matching. Looking. Yes, we <laughs> have done that. We actually went to the gym once, and I didn't realize we were both wearing the same shirt. Like, we were both wearing one of his search and rescue shirts, and I was like, bro. Aw, look at you being a proud Navy wife. Uh, it only didn't fit. That's <laughs> my, I have very few requirements for clothing. Does it fit? Is it comfortable? That's about it, I think, probably. Uh, but, yeah, I was like, bro, you need to uh, turn your shirt inside out. And he goes, no. And I said, I'll fucking walk home. I am not wearing the same shirt as you into the gym. And <laughs> he was like, this really isn't that big of a deal. And I was like, turn your fucking shirt inside out, please. So he ended up doing it. And then there actually ended up being a couple that just stared at us and me and mugged us the entire time. And I don't know... If he knew us, I didn't know who it was, but I was super self-conscious. Zach eventually did turn his shirt inside out. I wouldn't because I didn't want people to see my bra at that time. Now I don't give a fuck, clearly. So, yeah, we wear matching clothes. And ashamingly? Is that a real word? I don't think it is. Shamelessly? A shameful amount. Oh. Shameful. Shameless. Shame. Shamely. I don't know. My tattoo's really risen up. Um, yeah. So, tell me something else about yourself that you want to discuss. Mm. I like stuff. What is your, what's your favorite food? Almost anything Italian. If I could, like, pick one meal that was, like, my <laughs> birthday meal every year or something. Mm-hmm. My stepmom is, uh, very much Italian. Ooh. I think her grandfather, what, her grandfather's father was right off the boat. Mm-hmm. And so her grandfather had all of those same traits. Ooh. He was just American born. And so that got passed down really heavily and she was partially raised by her grandparents. So there's a lot of stuff that when she puts her heart and soul into it oh, is very authentic that. and genuine. That reminds me, I have to make bread. <laughs> and when she makes stuffed shells. Ooh. It's my jam. Oh, that sounds delightful. And she's very sweet, and every time I go to visit, she tries to make a pan. So. Oh, that's really nice. I would have to... I don't even know what I would choose. I just love Roberto's food. burritos. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, God. Fucking burritos, man. I love them in any form. I love breakfast burritos. I love dinner burritos. I love California burritos, which is crazy because I never used to be a burrito fan. I don't know what happened. So I love burritos, but that's one thing I just don't jive with is the California. What? I think that soggy french fries fries are fucking gross. You're getting them from the wrong place then. My french fries have to be like the color of wood or I don't like them. (laughs) I like extra crispy. Huh. <laughs> Remind me never to make you french fries. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just, I don't know. If you were to plan a perfect night out with the girls, what would it entail? I'm really not, I mean, I guess it depends. Because sometimes I get in the mood, you know, where like, I haven't gone out in forever. So I mm-hmm. want the opportunity to get dressed up and go have fun. But um, I'm also really goofy. So... You know, just, like, buying a picture at the bowling alley and just oh being God. stupid and watching those music videos that they put on the projector screen. And, I love those. You know, just, like, vibing out. I dig it. I dig it. Um, I don't 
I, I think maybe this is where you and I differ is that, um, I'm an aggressively passionate person when I'm very drunk. So you mean you just don't fucking dip out? No. Ah! (laughs) Um, usually when I get hammered with or without my husband, most of the time, like specifically without, like if I go out with friends Mm -hmm. or like I had a work party that I had to go to once, I get hammered, I Uber back and then I force him to wake up so that he can accept my love in the form of my body. (laughs) I'm like, we're having sex right now. Wake up. (laughs) I... Have I ever told you about the story of the first time that uh, Zach and I said we love each other? Mm, I don't know. Oh. Picture this. Cinco de Mayo, 2011. Uh, I went out with a girlfriend of mine. Had a lot of Tokyo teas. Have you ever had one of those things before? It's a Long Island made with Midori and Sprite. Hmm. Yeah. It's fucking delightful. A little bit of sour mix in there. Uh, it's a hangover, and anyways, long story short, I came home, and Zach was asleep, because he had to work the next day, he was in, it was, he was in, like, C school or whatever, <laughs> I was like, hey, wake up, and he, I, I got on top of him, and he was like, yeah, or, you're home, and I was like, yeah, I'm home, I realized something tonight, and he goes, okay, I said, I love you. And he goes, Rachel, it's two o'clock in the morning. I have to wake up in two hours. I love you too. Let's go to sleep. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, wait. And I turned the light back on. I said, you love me? And he goes, yes. No, can wait, we? Wait, you guys were living together? No. Oh, oh, No, oh. he was just at my, he was at my house. Oh, okay. Um, I said, you love me? And he goes, yes. Now turn off the light. And I said, can I shove my finger up your butt? Go to bed. You're drunk. (laughs) So that's a no. Okay. All right. Just thought I'd try. You missed 100% of the shots you never take. Am I right? Yeah, but see, I really like the conversation that we just had last week about being called on your bluff. So if he had been like, yes, stick that finger in your butt. I probably fucking would have. I was white girl wasted. But there also would have been that, like, part of you that was like, (laughs) I wasn't expecting (laughs) you to say yes. He'd be like, yeah, sure. You'd be like, what? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, he, he's, he's called me on a few bluffs like that. And I'm like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> How do I get out of this? <laughs> Why am I the worst? I just like to say outrageous things to get, a, get a rise out of it. What did he say? He said something to me yesterday. It was, a um, something about being the, the best mom in the house. But he was being sarcastic. Like, he was like, yeah, you're the best mom in this house. And I was like, or some, something. And I was like, yeah, well, you're the best husband I've ever had. And he looks at me, he's like, it's fucking rude. <laughs> because I've only been married once. He had the audacity. The audacity. To get married before you. Motherfucker. Yep. I bring that up to Brad all the time, which is extra funny because obviously I had a kid in high school. <laughs> so I'm like, you had the audacity to get married before me. <laughs> you had sex prior to meeting me. Wow. Get your toes I, sucked. 
Okay, that's the thing that, like, really sets the tone, is that Zach has told that story before about toe-sucking someone, and then, you know, we're all sitting there like, wait, it wasn't Rachel? (laughs) No, and I can't get him to do it again! God, I just want to fucking try it one more time to see if my tastes have changed. Is that so wrong? It's not. It's not. We all have our weird little nuances. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any other ones. I don't think so. Like sexual or other? In general. Am I a nuanced person? What does that even mean? You definitely have a lot of mannerisms. Quirks. I would say mannerisms because, like, I mean, I'm sure you have quirks, too, but the things that you say and the do and the way that you, you know, carry yourself when you're saying them, um, we have picked up some of them in the house. That happens. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what it was that Brad said the other day. (laughs) Oh, so that's a thing. That's what he said. So that's a thing, as Rachel would say. You guys talk about me? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I've noticed the kids have started picking up some of my mannerisms, and I'm like, ugh, fuck. (laughs) This is bad, because they aren't the good ones. Not that I know that I have any good ones, but... uh, We talk about you guys often, actually. Oh, we also talk about you guys often. It's a little... I wonder what Brad and Morgan are doing. Well, some of ours are like, wow, they are fucking crazy to have two toddlers and want to get a fucking puppy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, um. I was like, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off. It actually has been really nice because, um, uh, first off, Luke is way more tolerant of the kids now. Because beforehand, he was just kind of, like, grumpy towards them and just like, I don't like you. Get out of my face. After Hannah passed? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because the kids didn't really pay much attention to him prior because he's always been, like, well, I shouldn't say he's always been a grumpy old man, but he's he's getting up there. I mean, he's seven, going to be eight soon. He was just kind of aloof before. Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of dog he's always been. And so um, <laughs> we brought Olive home. And it's funny because I could see the annoyance in his face with the kids and then we brought Olive home, and he's like, the fuck is this? What are you, what are you doing? And so now he's more tolerant of the kids, because he's like, y'all are not the most annoying things in the room anymore. So that's been nice. Um, she's very high energy and vocal, which I absolutely love. Hannah right, was like that. she's like a Malamute or whatever. Yeah, she's yeah. a Malamute German Shepherd mix um, that we drove all the way out to L.A. to pick up. Jesus. I was worried we were, I was like... If we can't bring this fucking dog home, we're going to go through a different place. I'm not driving all the way up to L.A. again. Absolutely not. I mean, it took us, God, to get home. That's a, what, two-hour drive? Depending on whether where you're going, yeah. Two yeah. Or three hours. Yeah. Uh, we were up past, like, outside of, off of Mulholland Drive. I recognize that from a movie or a song or something. I don't really remember. But, anyways, uh, yeah, it was a long fucking drive. And there were lots of cute dogs. And what got us with Olive, who was named Soba, um, is that she barked at Luke as soon as she saw him. She just, all the other dogs were like, cool, it's another dog. And she just looked at him and she was like, he's looking at her like, the fuck do you think you are? I'm going to 
go you just say to me? stuff. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we, we talked a little bit on, it's been crazy. Obviously we have potty pads all over the place. She's doing really, she's really smart. She's very, very intelligent. Um, but she's got a little baby bladder, so we can't, you know, there's just always a lot going on, but I like it. I kind of thrive a little bit in chaos. So it's funny because... I make jokes like that all the time because a lot of people, including you, just have said stuff like how I'm superwoman or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like I feel like I'm thriving off of all of these things. It's just that, like, these dreams aren't going to chase themselves. No, they're not. And so, you know, I've kind of adopted this catchphrase that is now my personal Instagram handle, the like life spicy. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just running around with my hair on fire. Uh, when people are like, why, why are you doing this or that? Or how can you do it all? I'm like, well, I just, I like life spicy. (laughs) Like when shit hits the fan, you know, and I'm like getting my fucking ass pounded by life. I'm just like, yeah, I just like life spicy. You know? You know what? I like that. And that's what I love about you guys is that like with as much as my life feels like I'm, you know, doing too much at once. I'm like, they're trying to have a competition with me though. Yeah, that's fair. We, uh, it's always chaos. So I don't know if I should tell this story because that got kind of pissed off that I told my, my family about it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, so yesterday was his birthday Mm -hmm. and I figured I would let him sleep in. So we came downstairs. We, you know, rode in the cards or whatever and brought them, uh, I think we came up around eight or so. (laughs) Did I tell you this already? Mm -mm. So we come in and the bathroom door is shut and locked and the shower is running. But our shower is creaky, so I know that Zach is in there pooping or attempting to poop. And the kids find out that the door is locked and they're banging on the door. Let me in, Dad! I want to sing you happy birthday! I want to sing you happy birthday! So Zach opens the door, broadcast naked, pooping on the toilet or trying to. Um, and Lennon's like, I want to sing you happy birthday. Here's your cards. So <laughs> I'm just sitting on the bed watching all this unfold and they're singing happy birthday, swaying side to side. And there's my husband and all of his naked glory sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and then Lennon stops and she goes, dad, are you pooping? And he's like, I'm trying to. And she's like, oh, yuck. <laughs> Like, like, what were you doing the other five minutes you, that you've been standing in here? But anyway. So actually, it's funny. Like, I have a story that kind of goes in junction with that. It was probably like Thursday or Friday. Um, Brad tried to call Zach mm-hmm. and it rang twice and went to voicemail. And I was like, he's pooping. And Brad was like, no, I, he's probably, like, busy or something else. And no joke, like, a minute later, Zach texts him and he's like, hey, sorry, I'm using the bathroom. I... And Brad was like, hey, you were right. Yep, yep. We are a, a very poop-friendly family. Um, I used to not, like, I don't, I don't know, like, becoming a mom has just made it, like, this is fucking life, right? I don't want my kids to be raised with unrealistic expectations because I thought I was the only person that pooped. I thought my family was, that was it. Like, nobody else does this. So uh, I tried to be very open with the kids. I also thought I had a penis for the longest time. Um, because of your clitoris? No. Just like, you know how when you sit in your pen and then it just kind of like goes into a little V shape or whatever? 
I've never once thought I had a penis. But I have five younger brothers, so. Okay. I don't have any brothers, so I didn't know. I just thought that that's, I don't know, that <laughs> I had a penis. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't now. Pretty sure. I don't know. Well, I out. I'm just kidding. I don't you have, have a front one. butt. I have a front butt. I have a front butt and a back butt. We had a nice little conversation about uh, buttholes um, and rectums. Yeah, because she was knuckles deep. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, turns out we're still having conversations about it. And she, so like, we're just very open. And it's like, Lennon goes, Oh, I eat this. It makes me big and strong. And I said, Yeah. And she goes, And then it goes, out of my butthole? Yes, ma'am. That's how that works. It has to pass through your esophagus, into your stomach, into your intestines. I don't care about that part. Just my butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. She was like, butthole? And I said, yeah. And, she, and I said, or rectum. Hmm. My rectum is cool. Again, like, that's, that's kind of a thing. Like, everything is cool now. So, yeah. That's a... We've had to start taking separate bath. They're taking separate baths now. And then, like I said, Baxley was like, let me tickle Lennon's butt. I want to tickle her butt. And I'm like, why? Don't fucking, don't talk, don't, no, we don't do that. So it's, it's, it's some weird shit going on right now as far as, like, intellectual and developmental stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <clears throat> and, you know, people can give you advice till they're blue in the face, but until you actually have, like, boy, girl, twins, and these are your, your first ones, and you're having to explain these differences to each other, I don't know. It's fucking, parenting is hard. It, so, I don't think that anyone ever has been in the same situation as you. And not just you, you, you know, but the general person. Yeah. Because when people try to give me advice, too, it's all it always pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Certain things I take with a grain of salt, you know, like, and I'll definitely try. But whenever it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, do this, it's like, okay, for example, with my daughter, <clears throat> the issues that we have with her behavior, I have people that are like, well, you know, she's just asking for attention, spend more time with her. I'm like, my husband and I barely even date. We go on family dates where it's all of us and we all make the effort to dress up and we go somewhere fun and we do these things. Yeah. You know, like anytime we're watching TV, it's all of us together. We sit and eat dinner at the table all together. Mm -hmm. We make sure that we rotate out times where it's one of us spending alone time with her without our son. And, you know, we alternate between whether it's something we want to do when we're hanging out with her or whether it's something she wants to do. Mm -hmm. This girl gets so much one-on-one attention. Yeah. When people make that comment, it almost, it's, like, triggers me. Yep. And, like, I just get pissed <laughs> off because, you know, like, my parents growing up worked so much. Yep. My mom worked probably 60 to 70 hours a That's week. My mom. And, you know, like, in order to make ends meet, I, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, you know, like, when we spent time together, it was, like, watching one of her shows that she wanted to catch yep. up on. But, I mean, it meant a lot. But at the same time, like, that's what I got. Mm-hmm. And so there's also a part of me that's, like, she got way more than I did. Yeah. And, you know, I'm still giving that to her. But then I'm, like, I don't know what you expect. Like, yeah, you know, Brad is on sea duty, which means that he's constantly in and out of the house yep. for training and deployments and that kind of stuff. And then I'm, you know, I've got a lot going on. And I still take time out of my every single day mm-hmm. to focus on her. Yep. 
And so when people make that comment, it's yeah. kind of like, stay in your lane. Yeah. Like, you've never been where I am. Yeah. It's so... D- Advice is such a strange thing. And, and what helps me to take just about all of it with a grain of salt um, is that, like you said, nobody has been in your shoes except for you. And nobody can tell you what the right thing is or what the wrong thing is. Like, Zach and I are talking about moving the twins into separate rooms, which would require us moving to get a bigger house. But I think it might be time for that. But then also, how do you know? You know, like, I mean, they still sleep together. They come in our bedroom every night, so it's not like... In regards to that situation, Mm -hmm. I've heard... um, with siblings that are close in age or siblings that are close in age and the same gender or twins, like in Mm -hmm. those sort of environments that like they get to a point where they almost feel like they don't have their own identity. Yeah. Which they're still really young. So I don't see that as being an issue, but like even me and my cousin, my grandma always bought us the same fucking outfit. And we got to a point at a young age, you know, we were probably Mm-hmm. And we were like, this shit's getting old. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I want my own identity. And so even though, like, right this second, I'm not saying, like, for sure do that, that I think that is important at some point that, you know, having some space mm-hmm. to call their own yeah. will help them feel like they have their own identity because being a twin, you know, they already share their birthday with somebody. You know, and, and that was the one thing. I don't know if I told you, but my sister and I are a, a day apart. So I always shared my birthday. We always shared our birthdays together. And I <laughs> told everybody, uh, you know, when I have kids, I'm going to have them separately. So they don't ever have to share a fucking birthday because it sucks. And then I go and have twins. <laughs> and same with my uh, my my sister's kids, uh, Keely and Vinny. Their birthdays are like a week apart. And it just, you know, it sucks. We always hated having... Um, same birthday parties, but then you, you don't want, I mean, when it's a day apart, obviously. And so it really sucks. And I just want to make sure to foster that in them. And, um, you know, they're, they're very, I'm, I don't know what kind of mom you would consider me. Uh, I've seen those like mama llamas, you know, fuck with my kid. Like I'm, I'm cool. I'm chill. Fuck with my kids and I'll kick you in the face type thing. And I think that that's kind of how I fall under like, my mom gets worried about them hurting themselves and that kind of stuff. Kids are going to be kids. Like, as long as they're not doing something overtly dangerous, like playing with knives and stuff like that, like, they're not going to learn Yeah, until I mean, you let them do stuff like that. We're really similar in that aspect, you mm-hmm. know, where, like, if Gabe's hanging off the back of a chair, you know, it's kind of like we give him a verbal warning, but we're not going to mm-hmm. go over there and take him down. Yeah. And I'm going to make a really controversial statement, but I feel the same way when he's playing with the outlets. You know, with the way that the codes work in mm-hmm. American housing right now, it's not going to give him enough of a shock to hurt him, but it'll fucking teach him a lesson. Yeah. You know, and so we verbalize that. We're like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you can get hurt. He's old enough to understand like ow or whatever mm-hmm. words we use. But if he makes that decision, you know, then it's like he'll only make it once. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's what I tell my mom. Lennon fell off the trampoline. I, I know you saw her back and. I mean, it was pretty bad. It was swollen a little bit or whatever. And I just told her, I said, do you think that, um, after she calmed down, I said, do you think that that was a good way to get off the trampoline or like, do we want to change it up next time? 
And she said, I want dad to make me a new stool. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we can, <laughs> we can make that happen. But, you know, I just let them have that freedom. And also they're super empathetic and caring. Like, uh, yesterday Baxley had a fucking meltdown because I had to run to the next, uh, to take Zach his mask cause he was going on a motorcycle ride and I didn't mooch the kids. And I came back. My mom sent me a couple of pictures, text messages. I was gone for two fucking minutes. And Lennon came in. She's like, Mom, Baxley's crying and he needs a hug. You hurt his feelings. And I was like, well, now I'm a piece of shit. Great. Fantastic. How Thanks. do you, um, I saw like some videos online and I don't know why I never thought of it, but it doesn't really matter how young they are. Have you tried the breathing technique? We started that with Gabe. Um, I do like a, okay, we take deep breaths. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. So yeah. like before, you know, it's so easy when you're a parent to just like get upset and just tell them like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Or, you know, even if you want to do that, go to your room. Like, yeah, I feel like I've been doing that a little too much lately and I don't like it. But at the same time, you know, we don't get any reprieve from our house or our kids or anything like that. So it just really starts to bear down on you after a while. Well, for me that, and I think you said this too, that like there's a big portion of that that's coronavirus related. Yeah. Yeah. Because, for sure. you know, like in your respect, there would even be times that, you know, you could ask your mom to take the kids for a couple hours while you mm. go to the university library or yeah. Starbucks or whatever. And like, that's not an option anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, I definitely experienced that. I told Brad, I've had so many meltdowns in the last month because of the workload I'm taking mm-hmm. with all these classes that like, I haven't had a second to myself yep. outside of work and school. If I'm outside of the house without my kids, it's work or school related. Yep. And, um, but anyway, so in dealing with Gabe, in probably the last month or two, we started adopting that. Whenever he, you know, gets very upset or starts to have a meltdown, mm-hmm. where instead of saying, like, okay, that's enough, or <clears throat> knock it off, or, yeah. like, stop, or whatever, we're just, like, all three of us. It was almost like I started doing it, and everybody, like, even Brad, which is so mm-hmm. funny, like, just started doing this with him. So all three of us will stop what we're doing and just kind of, like... I like that. While he's getting upset. And we're like, okay, take a deep breath. And then, you know, he'll start to do it. And then his wailing will turn into more of like a... Oh, God. Isn't that the worst? It's like a little puppy. You just feel so bad and you want to hug them and love them and be like, it's okay. You don't have to feel this way. It's fine. I think it's more like... (laughs) cute and almost funny. I'm just like, you are so precious. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yesterday I accidentally, I didn't yell at Baxley, but I did get frustrated and I raised my voice. And then afterwards, like, he's a very, very sensitive soul. Like, very sensitive. If you look at him the wrong way, he starts crying. And so <clears throat> I asked him to go put some underwear on or some pants on because he didn't have any underwear. He didn't have pants on. He wanted to go outside. And I was like, dude, you cannot be running around in your birthday suit out in the front yard. Like, backyard, yes. Front yard, no. Right. Um, and so I said, I asked you to put some shorts on. And that hurt his feelings. And I said it exasper- exasperatedly. I'm just making up words today. It's fine. Um, but it upset him. And it hurt his feelings. And he started crying. So I grabbed him. And I was just like, I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. 
I'm just frustrated. I know you're trying your hardest because he really was. And sometimes it's just because I don't get that reprieve. Like I don't really get to go out just like you. I don't get to go out and do things like my, my free time is spent going to the grocery store. Like that is not fucking free time. That's not. And <laughs> the other night I asked Zach, I said, why the fuck do you all want dinner every single night? And he looks at me and he was like, uh, and I said, every single night. Seems kind of sus. I, it is. Why can't they just fucking, I don't know, not eat anything. Why can't everybody fast? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it just. <sighs> well, I do want to highlight though that I can't remember when. It was years ago mm-hmm. as I, you know, was raising Nora on my own that I realized a big difference in how, and I can't speak for your parents, but mm-hmm. how my parents and grandparents raised me in how I wanted to raise Nora. Was, Absolutely. Was the, one of the big things was that when they would get upset and yell at me, um, you know, like that would be said and done. And then that was the end of it. And it wouldn't matter if it was my fault or not, or mm-hmm. if they had just had a bad day, you know, like whenever they would have that and like lash out at me, that was it. Yeah. But yeah. I read somewhere, um, you know, that like, it is important to admit when you're wrong yep. and apologize yep, and even go a step further than that and ask for their forgiveness. And I have um, been practicing that mm-hmm. since then with her uh, because I am the same way. I can't help it sometimes. Yep. I'm just overwhelmed. I have 800 things going on at once and I just blow up. Yep. And she just happens to be the person that's closest to me. And then, you know, after I cool down, I'll come and tell her, you know, like, I'm really sorry for blowing up. This yep. is why, this is how I'm feeling. This is why you yep. didn't deserve it. Do you, can you forgive me? Yeah. And I feel like it creates a better dynamic. Absolutely. In the I family. I think that it also creates a level of trust because you know, you're admitting that you are human and humans make mistakes. Simple as that. And and parents are fallible. Is yeah, that no, that's for? exactly what I was just thinking. I was like it creates that like you're showing that you're not mm-hmm. invaluable. That, yeah. you know, you're not this end-all, be-all yep. dictator, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, like, everything you say is the golden word. Yep. You yeah. show, you know, that, like, this is not the behavior that you should exhibit. Yep. And I had a moment of weakness. And it wasn't fair for me mm-hmm. to take it out on you. Yep. I always tell, I make sure to, I apologize to kids all the time. I mean, mostly it's because I'm accidentally hurting someone smacking them in the head with doors and uh, drawers and that kind of stuff. My mom says, well, and even Zach says I apologize to the kids more often than anybody else they know because I'm always injuring them in some sort of form. But as far as emotional injuries, my goal is to raise them so they don't have the same emotional scars that I bear from my childhood because after I had the kids, like I started opening up I just kind of put everything, I I like to call it, I I compartmentalize things. And I just put them in little boxes. I put them in the back of my head and in the the attic where it never gets used. So I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I don't need it. What do you need it for, you know? Um, But what I do know is that after I had the kids, it just really brought out this, I don't want them to have to recover. Like, I'm still recovering. Like, I don't, we, we very rarely raise our voices in this house in, in anger. I would say maybe, like, one out of 500 times. Like, most of the time it's just like, hey, man, I asked you to knock it off. Please do that. 
<clears throat> we always use manners. Like, my kids are, I'm not trying to, like, brag about how good my kids are. And everybody thinks that they have little angels. But Lennon and Baxley use their manners. Not all the time, but I'm like, hey, you know, what What do we say if you want something? Please, thank you, you're welcome. You know, stuff like that. And it's, it's important for me... I was raised to be super polite, but it was a trauma response. I was terrified of getting the shit beat out of me by my dad. So, I don't, my kids don't have that fear. They are polite because they want to be polite. And that's just really, I don't know, it's, it's, it's been eating at me a little bit lately. On Also, the fact that I don't ever want to talk to my dad again, but also I want to let him know how big of a piece of shit I think he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, sorry to bring the mood down. No, it's not. I I mean, I think that these are things that either people don't talk about enough yeah. or that we've all experienced. Um, I feel like I've learned so many good things about parenting that's just different than mm-hmm. it has been done Absolutely. before now. And you know, there's definitely a part of me listening to you say that, that I'm like, it's, it is a whole lot easier to not yell at them when they're small, uh, than it is when they're 10. Oh yeah. You know, blatantly disrespecting you. Oh yeah. For sure. Like telling you to fuck off without saying those words. Yep. Yep. Um, so like we almost never yell at Gabe, but Mm. you know, it's not favoritism or anything like that, but it's more that when he's doing something wrong, it's like most of the time it's a genuine misunderstanding. And, you know, like, maybe he just wants to keep playing and Mm -hmm. we're telling him to stop, like, it's time to calm down. Versus Nora, you know, which we've talked about this before, to anybody listening that is going through (laughs) distance learning, you know, my heart goes out to you because we're doing that as well. But I'm not going to lie and pretend to be this, like, excellent housewife or whatever. My family's not perfect. My daughter's Mm -hmm. failing fifth grade. And it's at no fault of mine or my husband's. It's that, you know, she is at that age where I cannot hold her hand Mm -hmm. while, you know, like doing these assignments. I'm not, first of all, I'm not able to. Second of all, I don't think it's my responsibility to sit over her shoulder every day and make sure that she's clicking away at these assignments. Yeah. You know, I, I do my part to get her up Mm -hmm. in enough time to get up, get dressed, have breakfast, and then sit in front of her computer. They have gone from a six hour school day down to two hours of class in front of the computer. From 9 to 10, they have class. Then they have from 10 to 11 as a break. And then they have from 11 to 12 in class. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she got to a point where we were constantly like, oh, have you worked on this assignment or Mm -hmm. that assignment? Have you gotten caught up on everything? You know, and like I I said, she's almost 11. She's getting ready to go into middle school. I really, I didn't think that I would have to go behind her and check her assignments to make sure she's actually fucking doing it. Yeah. And come to find out she wasn't. I have talked to a lot of people, both privately and and publicly on the podcast, and everything that you are saying is, excuse me, it's nothing new. Everybody is in this shit right now. And it's so hard because you feel like you're going through, because there are those people, and what really gets me is that a lot of people don't realize, and I say this all the time, that what they see on Facebook and that kind of stuff and social media about how good things are going, it's a fucking snapshot. It's a highlight reel. That is not real life, you know? And so, like I said, people that I've talked to, this, your struggle is not unique. 
everybody is in the fucking shit of it. I promise you. Well, what I'm, like, bringing to that is that, mm-hmm. like, you know, so we're going all of these things, and she, we, we spend now almost $300 a month to take her to tutoring because mm-hmm. she fucked off for so long in math that she's she, behind. not only is she, it's not like schoolwork she's behind, but it w- we timed it out for all the concepts that she didn't understand, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much as soon as they went online, nothing retained. It's and hard. so now she is only like able to test at a halfway through fourth grade math level and she's getting ready to be done with fifth grade, you know? And it's yeah. like, because of the way that California works and kind of all of the schools going through coronavirus works is that they're just like pity pushing the kids through. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I spoke to her teacher and I was like, if she's going to act like this, I'm okay with her being retained because I yeah. don't want her to continue to fail mm-hmm. until she gets to a point where you she's can't come too back far from gone. it. Right. And so <clears throat> anyway, we are doing our best to give her the tools for success yep. and we take her to mathnasium and uh, that's the $300 a month tutoring. What is she working on? I can for what? For math. Oh, we've already signed a contract, honey. Oh, like, she okay. I was going to say, I can I can help. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> no. I asked Zach the other day, I said, do I want to become a math teacher? And Zach was like, do you even know how much math that goes into that? <laughs> and I was like, no, no. I just think it's something I might be good at. And he's like, no, ma'am. The <laughs> owner of the, uh, the mathnasium that she goes to mm-hmm. has at least a bachelor's in engineering, so... My man's is very well prepared to... Okay. <laughs> Check that off the list of things I want to be when I grow up. Not so, going to be a math teacher. Got it. Cool. But, right. so, like, we we are going above and beyond mm-hmm. to give her these tools for success. It's, you know, 15 minutes there. She's there for an hour. 15 minutes back home. Mm-hmm. And, um... So it's almost like that time is just sucked out of our day. And she oh, has yeah. to go three times a week. Yep. And so... You know, when she will give us attitude about it and, you know, talk to us like we're shitty parents or whatever, she logs on to her classes in the morning and it's a fight. She doesn't want to sit at the table. She wants to sit on the couch. And then she doesn't want to sit on the couch in like a professional manner. She's fucking wrapped up in a blanket, camera off, you know? Mm. And so that's a fight. And she just, she talks to us like shit. And that's kind of where I'm saying that like it builds to a point. Yep. Where it almost feels like yelling is the only way she's going to fucking listen. Yeah. And so I respect that you feel that you'll never yell, but... No, I... We'll see. So I <laughs> I actually... I know this sounds... I get... And I fucking hate to use this word. I really hate to use this word. But I get triggered when people yell at their children. Like, because being yelled at by my dad was such a fucking terrifying thing. Uh... He's loud and very uh, abrasive. And so it just kind of, like, it automatically makes me think that when I hear people yelling, like, it's he, it's going to be to that level. Like, that, you know what I, does that make sense? Like, that's just how I've been conditioned, if you will. Um, I realize that that's not how it is in real life. Like, I realize that that's all up here in my brain. But it's something that I, like, have to actively work at because it's not it's not the same like I would I would not be around people 
that treat their children like my dad treated. Because that just tells me that you're not a good person. Um, and so, like, I think that that's where, and I told, I mentioned to Zach, you know, maybe we are a little pushovery with the kids because he didn't come from a yelling household. I came from a very, very, very yelly household, and I am still dealing with the emotional scars of it today. But that's being frustrated and being mean are two separate things, if that makes sense. So I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I'm sure I will get to a point where. I get yelly because I'm just kind of a loud person as is. So even if I raise my voice, I was like, hey, don't yell. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm just being loud. Like, I'm a loud person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Shit's whack, yo. Parenting. Chuck in the bucket bucket, but also create good humans and try to do your best. <laughs> That's all we really can do, you know? I feel like the majority of the people I surround myself with, you know, are doing that. And yeah, that brings me to like another point that years ago um my mom and I got into this topic my mom and I are almost identical and she is somewhere between a pessimist and a realist Mm -hmm. and I was really upset because you know I'd lost another friend not death you know just like another person that fucking ghosted me and she was like, well, maybe it's because, like, you have these, like, really high standards and you, like, should lower them a little bit. No. And I was like, wow. Wrong. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to, you know, like, put this pity party on hold just to tell you that I would rather be alone than be with somebody who doesn't have what it takes to, to- like, hang out with me. Yeah. Not to sound, like, self-righteous. Definitely not. No. But I- in a way that, like, <clears throat> if you don't have this drive Mm -hmm. for some level of success we're not compatible yeah and i'm okay with that like if you're completely content with doing absolutely nothing except for you know like staying at home and i'm not even talking like a normal stay-at-home parent but like i know people that are stay-at-home parents that don't have any inhibitions to learn how to cook or clean or you know, homeschool the children. And I also feel like a lot of the people that I've met that are like that don't do anything outside of the house. Mm -hmm. And then when you're talking to them or trying to have a relationship with them, the only thing that they have to talk about are their kids and their husband. Yeah. They don't have their own unique identity. Yep. I'm not saying that you have to work, but, you know, have a position in your church or Mm -hmm. volunteer out in the community. Um, You know, find something to do. Yeah. I get that. Like, advance yourself in some way, whether Mm -hmm. it's going to school or any of those other things. Like, when you do nothing, yeah, then you know, like we're just we're not the same. Yep, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I um, you know, I've 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 lost a few friendships. The majority of the people that I brought into my life, though, I'm I'm a lifer. Like, unfortunately, I'm kind of like one of those funguses, fungi. I'm one of those fungies. That uh, if I attach myself to you, you're just kind of fucking stuck. Unless you're like, you're a hey, butt mushroom. I am a butt mushroom. <laughs> um, and so I actually, you know, I, no, I lost no, you're it. like athlete's foot. <laughs> no matter how much I treat you, you're just gonna come back stronger than ever. <laughs> Get you some of that tea tree oil, girl. Tea tree oil. Except I like that, so it won't repel me like you're intending. <laughs> Um, but, but no, I just, um, <clears throat> I try to like the people that I become friends with, I, I'm a, I'm a hardcore lover. Like I 
love just about everybody. Um, and sometimes that's too intense for people and that's okay. That's, you know, but the one thing that I promise everybody is that there's no different sides to me. Like what you see is what you get. I'm not, I don't like to talk behind people's backs. Like I don't like the drama. I want everybody to feel that they can come to me. But then I also, I've had, I've lost friendships. Um, and I've realized that that's not on me. That's on them. Like they they are going through something because I'm I'm as genuine as I can possibly get like and I've always tried to be that way so and that's how I that's what helps me cope with that kind of thing and also I mean there there is a little bit of amount of grief that you go through when you lose a good friend um, I've talked before on the podcast about a friend of mine that I had in Texas and anyways we had a falling out uh, and it just really hurt because it was somebody that I. I don't, I don't half-ass give. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> um, and so I just went, you know, everything. I went to this, I went to her, I drove four and a half hours to her wedding because she was like, I really want you to be there. Um, I mean, we hadn't even really been working together that long. And, uh, you know, I helped throw her bachelorette party and went and got a bunch of, you know, streamers and all that stuff. Like, we just, and so to have someone that I have done all this stuff for. Not that I was expecting anything back. I'm not that type of person. I give because I want to. Mm -hmm. If I don't have anything to give, I don't have anything to give. Um, I wanted to do that for her because she was my friend, you know, and I loved her. But then she was like, oh, well, you're just a, you know, a greedy, selfish. And I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? And it just really, it fucking sucked. I mean, I, the, our last really big falling out um, and she super, uh, passive aggressive. Like if she was mad at you, she just wouldn't talk to you. She wouldn't even acknowledge your existence. And to me, that's just like not, it's childish. It's super childish. And I'm like, how the fuck, like not even if you, if I were to say something, she would just look the other way or not even like look at me and she would just sit there and make her face. And it really just fucking sucked. And I was like, I put time and effort into you and this is how you're going to think that I am. Okay. All right, you can go fuck yourself. And it took me took me a hot minute to realize that's all on her. That has nothing to do with me. And it, she was talking to another one of our mutual friends. And she was like, I feel like it's my fault that we don't talk anymore. And our mutual friend was like, it is. <laughs> this is your fault. And I actually still talk to that mutual friend. She, um, yeah. Anyways, it just fucking, I don't know. You can never tell with people. It. I don't know if, um, you know, it's like, I don't let a whole lot of people in. Mm -hmm. And so when those people do enter that like circle, mm -hmm. then when they decide to leave, it almost feels like a death. Yeah. And I get that. So it, I take it very personally for a very long time. It becomes something that I think about, you know, almost every day for like a year sometimes. Like one girl, um, I had gotten really close with and... It was when our husbands went on deployment, mm -hmm. and it was very ironic, the timing, that right as our husbands got home, she decided that we weren't going to be friends anymore, and just completely ghosted me. And it hurt so bad yeah. that, like, I cried over it, it bothered me, I didn't want to, like, walk past her house, um, until finally it got to a point where, like, it came to a head, and our husbands work together and her husband made a comment to my husband um 
very long story short, I called the command asking for Brad. Some new guy was manning the phones and, like, was freaking out because he couldn't find the number fast enough. And I was like, hey, dude, chill out. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal. Um, I just, like, have to get up with him. And the guy, like, freaked out and was, like, telling this other guy about it. That guy told my husband, you need to tell your wife to quit being a bitch. <gasps> and so... <gasps> I went straight to that guy and I said, the next time that you have something to say, you can go through me. My husband is not my keeper. Second of all, just because we had a falling out doesn't mean that you don't know me well enough to know that I'm not a fucking bitch. Yeah. That's going to fucking pick on some guy who can't get a fucking number fast enough. Yeah. It's not like I had anything going on that day. Keep my fucking name out of your mouth. And so then, you know, he like had the, he felt like saying something along the lines of like what do you mean we had a falling out and I was like I hung out with your wife every day while you were gone and then all of a sudden I never hear from her again so obviously a year after that I was harboring so much like anger and resentment it wasn't even anger like it was so much hurt yeah and um that you know like it bothered me enough to bring it up so we ended up hashing it out, you know, and we're cordial with mm-hmm. them now. Um, we'll probably never be ever on that level of friendship. Yeah. But it was along those lines, you know, so like I let these people in that I've lost so many friends for so many different reasons. And whenever that happens, it just, it's such like a deep hurt. And mm-hmm. so I, I kind of get where you're at, where you get to a point where it's like, there's nothing I could have done to have changed yeah. the outcome of this. But I also like to view it as a learning experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so I'm like, this, maybe maybe I didn't do anything wrong, but, like, these are, this is what I can take from it to do better yep. in the future. Yep. I'm the same way. And that's, and that's exactly it. Like, uh, there's that fucking saying or quote or whatever that some people come into your life for a reason. Some people stay for, you know, a long time. Other people's other people do not. And so you have to look at what you're taking away from that. So, like, that was, like, my first experience with some... What am I trying to say? That was my first experience where somebody just, like, did a 180 on me. And I took it personally. And that was that was my biggest thing. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I don't understand. Like, what did I do? And it took me a while to be like, you know what? I didn't do fucking anything wrong. I tried my hardest to remedy the situation and didn't get fucking remedied. And that was her that was her way. Like I tried to explain to her like what had happened, uh, which was no fault of my own whatsoever. Like I uh, offered to take a pay cut. I offered to step down officially. I offered all of these things and they were like, we can't do that. And, um, she was somebody that I worked with. And, uh, so finally I was like, well, I quit then. She obviously, you know, like, I think she should be paid for what she's doing. And you guys are not going to allow me to step down. Fine. I will put in my, I quit. And so I put in my notice and I was like, I would like to be, because she was still giving me the silent treatment. And it just was fucking hurtful. Like, so I just didn't even tell. I just dipped out. I was like, all right, guys, I'm out. Like... That's it. I don't know. So there was another girl, unfortunately, around that exact same period that um, I was friends with Mm -hmm. throughout my pregnancy and then for the majority of my husband's deployment. And it was like, 
one day I woke up and she just wasn't talking to me anymore, which was weird because she lived right across the street. So, like, she would go to take her trash cans out and, like, would make a point to not make eye contact with me. What? And so, you know, I never got any information on that. Yeah. Until almost two years later. She... No, over a year. So, uh, over a year later, she reached out and, like, was just kind of talking to me. And I was like, can I ask, Mm -hmm. like, what happened? And so, she was very similar to you, but her giving was always physical gifts. You know, so, like, if she went somewhere, she always brought me something, Mm. And so, like, those kind of things. I'm not materialistic. I'm not either. So it meant a lot that she took the time and energy and effort Mm. to get those things. But, like, my way of giving back is not physical. I also didn't have the money because I had just had a baby. Yeah. And um, so a lot of it, like, you know, she had given birth uh, two weeks before I gave birth Mm -hmm. to Gabe. And, you know, so my way of giving back was I would love to watch your kids. Yeah. So you can go out on a date with your husband. Yes. And, you know, so there were like, there were different examples like that where I was more than happy to take, she had two kids, uh, take her kids long enough for her to do X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. which it was kind of another one of those issues with reciprocity that I kind of feel like I have with you because I want to offer you those things but you have your mom living here. She had her mom living with her as well. Yeah. And so it was like, I wanted to offer that to her, but she didn't need it. And so it was like, there's only so much that I can do yeah. for you, you know, because I don't have this money to spend. They were a dual income family. And so. What's that like? So when we were speaking <laughs> a year mm-hmm. and some change later, you know, she was like, I just felt like I gave in, I gave in, I gave in, I got nothing in return. And to me that hurt to hear because it was like, I feel like we were speaking different love languages. Yep, that's exactly what happened. And although I, like, was able to translate your love language, even though it wasn't, you know, what I enjoy being spoken to, Mm -hmm. I spoke mine back to you because I wasn't capable of giving you Mm -hmm. what you wanted or needed. So, you know, because, like, with physical gifts, I don't have the money, you know, to give you these things. Um, but I was always offering for her to come over for dinner or, you know, whatever. And so like that really hurt. And it was, um, one of those things, you know, that like, there's nothing I can do Mm -hmm. looking back to change that and the situation that occurred. But in the future, you know, like now I know how to work forward with that. Mm -hmm. And it still fucking sucks because there's only so much that I can do, you know, like for you guys with as much as you fucking help me right now. Oh, stop it. You know. You're doing this, payment enough. You come over, you see me, you let me come over to your house wearing pajamas and slippers, carrying a glass of whiskey down the street. So I feel like we're pretty uneven. We're pretty evenly keeled there, my friend. I love you for who you are. We have our, we just decided this morning at breakfast that we are holding a huge cookout the day that I'm done with my last class to like say thanks to all of our friends that have helped me get through this because it takes a village and ain't that the fucking truth dude 
you know, like the fact that I've had to pass my kids off to so many people just so I could like show up for clinicals or whatever it was. Yeah, we're always right here. And well, I know, but we have to like spread the love so we don't just like continuously wear (laughs) on one avenue. So it's just like we appreciate all of our friends and everything that they've done to like ensure the success of me in nursing mm-hmm. school. I mean, like, sure, the family advancement, whatever, but, like, <laughs> really, yeah. oh, in this example, it's me, so. Yeah. yeah, no, I, um, I think that that, that's wonderful. I'll make sangria. God, that shit got me booed up. I know, <laughs> I'm good. I make a really great apple pie sangria, but I haven't made it in a hot minute, so. That shit will fuck you up even harder because it's I look got forward to it. It's got uh, ninety nine apples and fireball and caramel vodka and what else do I put in there? I put a lot of stuff. I don't know, fuck around. But anyways, we are at an hour and thirty minutes. So if you want to wrap this up, we can have another cup of coffee, have a beer. I don't know. I have a speech to write about decomposition, which I'm super stoked about. I was talking to Zach about it last night. I was like, can you pause it so I can talk to you about this? And then Zach was like, this is actually super informative. I'm like, do you think I'm just bumping my asshole around? Like, what do you, what did you think? Like, um, yeah, anyways, I dropped some environmental stats about burials and cremations. And he was like, I had no idea. And I was like, actually, I didn't either. So learn new, something new every day. Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Welcome to Mooney Broads West Coast. We're, uh, uh, I actually texted Rachel. I know I said goodbye already, but I texted Rachel and I was like, hey, I am going to have Morgan over. We're going to podcast. And she said, we are Polly Potterists. What does that mean? It means that we can record with multiple people, but we still are like our original little, little whatever you want to call it. And then we can just branch out. Beautiful. I know. I'll do what I can. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye.